Hi, this is Craig Janney listening to the Blues Podcast in the Stanley Cup Finals. Back to Blues Hockey Podcast, your host Jason, along with Chris. Yo, uh, yeah, we should like we were talking about right before we uh, open up the mics. It's like we should have played the music for uh, Mash. Boy, I'm telling you, because it is ridiculous right now for the St. Louis Blues. As a lot of fans know, it's kind of been uh, boring hockey, unfortunately, the last couple games. But I mean, you, you look at the list of, of names that are on the injury list right now, and you obviously just added Carl Gunderson to that list. I mean, it's, you know, you could put a, a, a damn good team together out of the people that are on the IR right now. Yeah, it looks like, like from what I can tell, five of your top, like, starting, I think at the start of the season, nine guys, yeah. nine forwards, are on the IR right now. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's going to be hard to win games no matter what team you are. Or, you know, and even if you're the 90s Red Wings or, you know, you're like the you know 60s, you know, Montreal Canadiens. I mean, if you're yep. missing that many guys, it's going to be hard to win games. So, we're going to talk about, obviously, all the injuries. The Blues finally finish up their seven-game series against the Arizona Coyotes. Indeed. Um, they finally get to play another team. They get to play a little bit, I say lesser teams, but they can play a lot of the West Coast teams, like the San Jose Sharks, the Kings coming up. Mm-hmm. You're only playing uh, one team, and that would be the Vegas Golden Knights eventually, as one of your top teams above them. So you basically have a chance here there to get some points. Uh, the injuries have obviously kind of derailed that to a degree. Yeah. But yeah so <laughs> yes. I'm going to talk about that, talk about our game recaps. Got an awesome announcement near the end. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about all that and also a contest at the end too. So stay tuned for all the details on that near the end of the podcast. So Bef- Before we jump into the blue stuff, I wanted to get your opinion on something. Did you watch the outdoor games this weekend? I saw – I started to. But then I saw, like, obviously what was going on, and then mm-hmm. to rewatch the game, the, was it the Colorado game? Right? Colorado-Vegas game where they played one period and then did the rest of the Yeah, I kind of watched it. I mean, scenery, gorgeous. Beautiful. Like, they could not have picked, like, a more more scenic I setting. I agree. Uh, obviously, the ice did not want to co- – ice and the sun did not want to cooperate with them because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you saw, like, the goalies had, like, the – like, super, like – Oh, yeah. Blue, I say blue blockers, but, like, super – shades on to try to block the sun. I mean, yep. even watching the game, it was hard to watch because of the glare. Well, it, so I can imagine trying to play. Plus, if you're that goalie who's facing the lake, oh, you've got the lake glare too. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Like so, I said, scenery-wise, great. Everything agreed. else, not great. So here's my question to you, and I didn't think about it till about 10 minutes into the game, that they played outdoor games without fans. Mm-hmm. Does it kind of bum you out that they did those – after they scratched the Winter Classic. Like, if the NHL is going to be okay with doing outdoor games without fans, why'd you scrap the Winter Classic? Part of me at the beginning when I kind of saw the one after they scrapped the Winter Classic, and these were kind of announced closer to the season. Like, they mm-hmm. obviously, when they kind of did the announcement for the season coming up, they're like, hey, Winter Classic is out. And then as it got closer to the beginning of the season, they're like, hey, these outdoor games are kind of what we're talking about, and it's going to be – teams in the Blues division, which kind of makes, you know, the, right. this division that we're going on right now, Colorado and Vegas. And, of course, 
the normal. It wasn't the Blackhawks, but Thank God, but the Bruins are in. But again. the Bruins and the Flyers again. Yeah. The Flyers have had a, qu- a couple as well. So it bummed me out, but part of me was like, you know what? I'm glad it kind of wasn't because now we have a chance that hopefully we can still get it. We can get a game and actually attend or have like more a little more pomp and circumstance. And I think, yeah, like I said it would have been cool to do the first one like this. I think that would have been very cool. And I just found it odd. I found you know, it odd that they canceled the Winter Classic but still had outdoor games. I think it was just their way of like trying to find a cheaper yeah. way because obviously the Winter Classic is, as people may or may not know, that NHL sets the prices for all those seats. It's not, oh, it's, yeah. It's not the Blues. It's not whatever. It's an NHL event. Yes. So NHL, just like the Stanley Cup Finals, yep. is an NHL event. So when like we were in the Stanley Cup Finals, when Chris was purchasing tickets, those prices were set down by the NHL, not by the St. Louis Blues. Correct. So, they're not going to obviously made zero dollars on this event outside of whatever sponsorship deals they right. had. Um, so yeah, part of me was bummed, but at the same time, I was like, "Well, I think this is a chance to actually have a real uh, winter classic." It'd have been mm-hmm. cool to be part of the whole Lake yeah, Tahoe. I, agree. Thing. I think it's something that they can. I don't know how they could do it with fans, like in that setting where they are at. It, no, there's no way to do it there. It's, it's. I mean, they basically played the game on a golf course. Yeah, basically. Um, but it, you know. I, my first thought was, well, it's not like there's a shortage of places that you could have put up a rink in Minnesota by a lake. I mean, Minnesota is the land of a thousand, ten thousand lakes for a reason. There are lakes everywhere. Yeah, and you got Lake Minnetonka right there, obviously famous from Prince. But um, I don't know. I you're right. Like I, I'm glad that it's delayed because it will hopefully give us the chance to go. But at the same time, I'm like, man. If you're going to do outdoor games, why didn't you just push the Winter Classic back to like, okay, so it's not going to be mid-season a New Year's or Day. Something, like mid-season. Yeah, yeah like yeah. instead of an all-star game this year, have the Winter Classic. Which is to a degree what the, I mean. This was about, the, unfortunately with all delays, it's kind of hard to say right. midway point. But they're like almost, I'd say the 35% mark or close, yeah, for, yeah, at yeah. least for the Blues. Because the Blues have only, Blues have, mind you, had delays. And we'll talk about it. Might have some more delays coming up. Yeah. But, which uh, would not be a bad thing right now for this Correct, game. which is what we were going to talk about during the whole injury talk. But, uh, yeah, so like I said, bummer, but at the same time, glad that it gives the Blues out another chance. I mean, with Minnesota now being in our division for this mm-hmm. new – for this West division for just this season, hopefully just this season. The Honda West division. Honda West division, excuse me. Having it just in for uh, that season I think gives us a chance to still be in it because apparently there's a chance we couldn't be in it after yeah. this season, which – doesn't make sense to me. I think it's. I think they kind of said that open ended in case one of these teams in this West Division became like huge rivals with Minnesota because they're playing. We're playing each other obviously eight, eight times. times. Yeah. So the Blues have not played the Wild yet. Nope. So that's one of the things with all. Is that the, the only team we haven't played. Uh, yeah, because we played Anaheim. We beat Anaheim twice. Right. We won a one against San Jose before what we're talking about. Right. Same with the Kings. Right. Uh, Arizona is well documented. <laughs> And then uh, Vegas, we played once. Right. The COVID. Right, yeah. So, so Minnesota's the only one. So Minnesota. And we had that stretch near the end of the original schedule where we played four games in a row. And we're like, wow, four games in a row. It's crazy. Now it's nothing compared to no, not seven nothing. in a row with uh, Arizona. So do you remember – do you know what the other sponsors are for the other divisions? Isn't it like the it's the Honda West, the Whataburger Atlantic or something? Tim Hortons East. Tim, Tim Hortons Canadian Division. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, uh, off the top of my head. Labatt no, Blue Labatt Canadian Blue. Division. Cool. I think let's, let's make our own divisions up next time. Sure. say that. In-N-Out well, Central. Oh, dude. If In-N-Out was in there, that's one of the things, like, 
it was really good. Like that's one of the places that the side tangent here that it was when we went to um, L.A. Mm-hmm. That was like we got the airplane and then we had our buddy Went Bryce straight to in and out. And he's like, "You guys hungry?" And then Chris is like, "I gotta take him to In and Out. That's the first place." And then I'm like, in my head hyped up because so many people said, "Oh, you got to when you go there, you got to get In and Out." So I'm like, hey, "Mind you, really good. It's really good. It's really good." Like the I, people I, who I, say it's like Five Guys, it's. It's no, not. It's not. It, five guys is the closest you're going to get here, but in and out is a whole other thing. I'll say it's I'll say it's in the same like realm. Yeah. Is it? No. No. Is it like you say like if you had to it's like if I was trying to make a really bad I'm not trying to down five guys here but it's like if I'm trying to make in and out of my house, that's what five guys would turn out to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to I mean just to me that's what it sounds like you just try to make I'm like yeah. oh I'm trying to copy in and out, and that's what it comes out as. Yeah. Just not as good, but like, okay, we'll do the job since I got nothing else. The truth. Yeah. Lose injuries. <laughs> okay. So that was our food news. So first off, we're going to do Blues news. And it, and I think the main thing to talk about is Blues injuries, boy, which oh is that's not one, not two. It's a lot more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. <laughs> so the – Working in reverse order, yeah. the best we can do here. So the main one was, and technically we can, we can count him because they counted him on the broadcast the other day, yeah. not on the graphic, but they talked about it. Alexander Steen, technically, right out for the season because of whatever. They had him on the pregame for the uh, for the L.A. game. Yep. Uh, so it's good to see him. Uh, so he's in town, apparently. So I didn't thought he might have been back home in Sweden. Boy, they may need him to lace him up. Yeah, it's like, are you sure your back's messed up? Because I'm sure we can give you a shot or two. And so, oh, boy, oh, boy. So – Alvesy Steen is out. The second one is Vladimir Tarasenko. So the update on him is he's skating. Yep, with the team, which is not just like on his own. He's actually skating with the team, which is a massive needed help. His yes, it is. his four month or excuse me five month uh, quote unquote checkup is in a couple of days from now, which is today's two twenty four. We're recording right before the Blues play the Kings at eight thirty Central Time, and. Uh, so I think it's the 20 – I have it down as the 27th. Mm-hmm. So when he may have his surgery. So he's due to be checked up. And the way he – today was the first day, the fifth day in a row he skated. And also the first day he did contact drills. Yep. Not with the team, with one of the assistant coaches. So very good news there. Did you see the tweet from – I believe it was Lou Korak who said that Tarasenko took shooting drills yesterday. And of his six shots, it was goal, goal, Save, goal, post, goal. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to need those four goals and probably that post. Yeah. So, so hopefully it seems to like him getting back in the farm. Maybe the finally the surgery worked. Let's you know, let's see. You're not get our hopes up too high. But hope maybe third time's a charm for him, yeah. and we'll start getting the Vladimir Tarasenko we saw. I hope so. Early in his career, boy, we need. Even, I mean, even at this point, the, I take the Vladimir Tarasenko that ended last season right now. Even during the Cup run, when he was, yeah. I thought he was very good. So I think he was great during the Cup run. So I think that was like when their shoulder surgeries kind of mm-hmm. started to bother him a little bit. So he's hopefully on the mend. Sadly enough, he might be the closest guy that's available. So slowly, we've had guys kind of go down. So yep. first off, Jaden Schwartz, out of nowhere, could not play. Uh, during the last Arizona game. Correct. So one of the Blues lost one nothing. Schwartz is unknown. I've heard lower – basically, I've heard lower body injury. The Blues have not said what it is. They is, And then the funny thing is, during the broadcast, Darren Pang said, if this was game – this is obviously game seven of the Blues series of games against the Arizona Coyotes. Pang said, if it was a game seven Stanley Cup playoffs game, he would be out there right now. Right. Interestingly – 
not even skating since then. So part of me was like, is that a hundred percent true or where we, I mean, I guess, it, I guess he had to gut it out that bad. Sure. But considering what has happened transpired since that inch, since that time where they've lost so many guys and he's still not even skating. Yeah. Cause he didn't take the morning skate this morning. So to me, it's like, I think it's a little more serious than he's leading on. I would put him and Pareko in the same category right now. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to get into next is Colton Pareko, which for all intents and purposes really hasn't super looked like himself. No, he from, hasn't. He's looked off from since game the start. from game one, which we first were attributing to. He's taken on the whole load. He's basically was called out, not called out, but Armstrong said in interviews like he basically told Pareko, "This is your defense now. Like you're the leader now. So and he's ready for that challenge. And maybe he's a little like, you know." figuring things out. So we were kind of like, okay, he'll get there. And then one of the games, Connor Garland during the little thing, Connor Garland made him look bad, made him look bad on like around him. Pareko did not even come close to defending him. You can see Pareko a lot of standing around. Uh, like we've talked about this before. If you go on athletic and I'll say about this every time, cause I think it's great. Jeremy Rutherford does really, really great work. He did a breakdown with video showing how, what, what was wrong with Pareko? And it shows Pareko compare what he did last year where he was following a guy and basically this to a lot of just standing around. So yeah. then the rumor came out via Jeremy Rutherford that's his back. Right. Um, they don't know if surgery will be needed or if it's just rest. Right now it's not getting better. So basically Barube said he's regressing, not getting any better, so it's time just to let him sit and see and let it heal and go from there. I mean, sometimes you need to do that, and that's one of the things that I think Pang and J.K. talked about on the first game that he was out. Is it's like, look, it does nobody any good if if he can't go and be productive. And there's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. And if you're hindering the team by being out there, then don't go out there. Yeah, take the days off. And rest. Because he pretty much has not been practicing. He's been doing just games for mm-hmm. probably before this injury two weeks. Yeah. Like every time you're like, oh, Pareko's not out there. Oh, just a maintenance day. Okay. And then the game happens and, oh, he's morning skate. Oh, Pareko's not out there. Right. Oh, maintenance day. So we knew something was up for a while and we kind of was like, okay, it has to be an injury and finally had to shut him down. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Gives a chance for guys like we talked about, like Vince Dunn, who has obviously struggled, had his issues this year. Mm-hmm. Um, to come up and kind of, okay, you got to play in a higher line now. Maybe you come up and step up. Yeah. Uh, I think Justin Falk has played very well in I his stead, and I think he's done very well. I think when Marco Scandella was out with injury, he came back finally. So we yep. had one guy come back, and Scandella's done okay, I think. Mm-hmm. Just he's done his, what he's done, paid to do, yeah, basically. Yeah, I agree. Nothing wrong there. Uh, so moved on. So obviously the injury that's always been lingering, which you kind of skipped over, unfortunately, was Tyler Bozak after the Mark yes. Stone hit. Yes. Um, still not skated the other day. We're like, all right, looks great. Nope. Didn't skate the next day. Apparently skated on his own. Okay, skated on his own. And Berube had this little nugget saying basically, hey, if he skates with the team tomorrow, I think he's making progress. He did not. Did not skate with the team today. So he said he had a setback and not feeling himself is what the exact word quote was. I think that's a concussion that's lingering. That's an unfortunate concussion, man. And that's It reminds me of the David Perron concussion that cost him damn near a full year. Yeah. I mean, and, and we, we – and mind you, a hit that's well, you know, it's not just a homer thing to say. It was, it was a bad hit. It was a bad hit that should have been some kind of, besides a two-minute minor. Agreed. And it should have been a game. To me, for what Blay got two games, you should have gave Mark Stone at least two games. I agree. And I agree. It didn't happen. So, 
Bozak is unfortunately not on his way back. So obviously the other one was Robert Thomas. So Robert Thomas had a fall during the one of the, during the Arizona Coyotes series. Yes. Fell and just awkwardly landed on the unfortunately the wrist, the hand that he messed up during the Stanley Cup, final. Stanley Cup finals. So unfortunately this time it was his thumb. So more than likely I'm guessing broken thumb because he had to have surgery and probably put pins in it. So four to six weeks. At this time period, we're looking at March 12th. So hopefully about two and a half weeks left. With him just being a thumb, hopefully he, you know, he's probably staying in shape and he just has to get his shooting back. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's something that I talked about on, on Facebook today is, you know, you don't think a thumb injury would be that bad of an injury. But when you figure, especially in hockey, you're holding a stick and you're using – your opposable thumb to not only balance that stick, but turn it over, stick handle, take a shot. And let's not forget that you have defenders who are slashing that stick and chopping at that stick all the time. You got put, or if you're defending on the corner, you got to push on yep. somebody or just you know do yep. certain things or in front of the net, a lot of other stuff. Every time someone hits that stick, it's going to reverberate up the shaft of that stick, freezing. And, uh, and, and it's going to jostle that thumb. And so, you know, you don't think, oh, well, it's just a thumb injury. But, like, that's a, that's a big injury Especially having a broken thumb or even, like, people always say, like, sometimes it's better to have a broken bone than a sprain mm-hmm. because broken bone, you can go have the surgery. Have, have it, it set. You know, it's it set. Mends. You just know what, you know, the healing time, whatever. When you have a sprain, it's very much like. It's tissue damage. You just wait and wait and wait, and then you could literally be doing anything and When we played floor hockey, I – when I fell, I had my stick in my stick in my hands, and I fell on my stick, and it rolled my hand underneath, and I sprained my thumb and my wrist, and I remember I had to go to physical therapy for like six weeks for it, mm-hmm. and like you got like the first three weeks was nothing more than like grabbing those little hand exercise things, yeah. and like just gripping as much as you can, and squeezing, and it like. It's crazy how much a thumb impacts your ability to do anything with that hand. Yeah, so like, no minor injury. Unfortunately, there's been no minor injuries so far. No. So uh, the Blues get to be playing the San Jose Sharks. Mm. Uh, so with all the injuries, let's move Ivan Barbashev up. So Ivan Barbashev has been playing with uh, Ryan O'Reilly mm-hmm. and uh, David, David Braun. Braun. So like, it looked pretty decent. You I did. Thought. Uh, he's always one of those like him and Oscar Sundquist is always one of those guys where they fit the fourth line role very well, but they could easily move up in a pinch to other lines. Like I nothing against those two guys. Like had them on top lines for an extended period of time knows you're in a situation like you are now. Sure, but if you have the move Oscar Sundquist up to the th- those guys are easily third line guys in my eyes. I agree. Like I could easily see him on third line and be fine with that. Yeah, pinching in on the top two lines for a little bit when needed. When needed is fine. So that's what happened. Uh, I Barbasha had a couple assists, had a goal. Looks like we're starting to starting. He looked like he was starting to comfortable with Ryan O'Reilly mm-hmm. and David Prom, which was good news for the Blues. And then uh, he gets hit with a shot right in the ankle, goes down and makes it to the bench. Out the rest of the game. Uh, so he is a broken ankle. Had to have surgery the other day. Had successful surgery, and he's out another four to six weeks. Of course he is. So he's looking timetable wise probably the end of March yeah. is at the earliest. So uh, we'll see about that. So 
the one that more recently, if I maybe if I got one, I missed one. I think I'm going off my list right now. That I pretty much had. James I don't think you have. this, this, this. Sammy Blay was been the first official blue to be added to the COVID uh, protocol list, and then taken off. Right, and taken off. He was he was one game COVID, and then he was considered. He got a false positive, right. which um, they tested him. I guess a bunch of the next couple of days, and determined it was a false positive. So, yep. good news for the Blues that it was you know nothing bad is going to happen. COVID wise, the team so far, supposedly. You know, obviously they were supposed to supposedly hit right before the bubble happened last year, so maybe it's one of those things where we already had our kind of maybe outbreak. I mean, who knows? But at this point, you really don't know for sure. Right. So, uh, so the last one is uh, Mister. I got Mister. Game Two. Yeah, uh, I mean Car- that's his legacy, right? Yeah, Carl Gunnarsson, unfortunately, um, so comes bad. in and plays. I think pretty. I was playing admirably, coming yeah. in and just kind of filling in for all the defense so far, and making you know. I think just making good plays, just being a solid. What he is a solid, yeah, say, he solid is he defensive is. guy that chipping a couple points here and there yeah. and be okay. So, unfortunately, uh, Blues wearing the red jerseys. Yep. So wearing their jerseys against uh, L.A. L.A. Comes into the boards with an LA player, just gets it. It was nobody's fault. No, just, well, I mean, it was battling, an battling, and just turn, and then your knee is not supposed to go uh, that way. No, it is not. I mean, luckily, I can see it in my mind, and it well, hurts. Well, luckily, the TV, like Fox Sports Midwest, only caught a port, like they didn't catch the whole kind of thing, yeah, because they're following the puck, and the puck was going away from them when it happened, yeah. So you kind of saw it start to happen, but as it started to twist that way, it went oh. away. So luckily, we didn't see the whole impact, at least an angle that I saw, yeah. So he went down in a heap, and as soon as he got up, um, Sammy Belay and I believe Austin uh, Poganski, who is a guy who I'd never – not never thought, but the, I didn't think would be playing this year. No, I don't think anyone thought. Especially on the third line yeah. right now, and played well. I'm not going to – He like, did. Yeah, he did. he's done it, doing what he can at least. And, uh, yeah, no weight on his right mm-hmm. knee. It pretty much came out that – I believe I've been – I think it was, like you said ACL. I, mean, I heard ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Mm-hmm. Either way, I wouldn't. It's, it's the, your knee, his knee was jacked up. So yeah. the Blues season's announced, done. And after the game, Rubey's like, he's going to be out for a while. <laughs> yeah, pretty I much mean, they knew. <sighs> like you knew watching that. I mean, everybody on Twitter pretty much was like, "That's a wrap." That's unfortunately. So I will get that question to you then. So do you think that is officially a wrap on uh, Carl Boom Boom Gunnarsson's not only Blues career, maybe even NHL career? I think it's. He's 34 years old entering this. I season. think sadly it's the end of his Blues career because he's at the end of his contract after this year, and I just don't see how he fits into the Blues salary cap problems. I don't know, man. I, I think that depending on how he heals. You know, this could be one of those injuries that's, you know, eight months out. And you're talking about the NHL saying they want to start again in October. I, if I'm Gunnarsson, man, I think I'm done. Yes, I know. You won your cup. Yeah, one year. And mind you, like, forever will be a St. Louis. I mean, not to throw us around as a, like lightly, but like a St. Louis Blues like legend, yeah, like first that, game winner in the Cup Finals, first game winner in the Cup Finals. Like, mind you, on top of that, a great story to go with it. Yeah, you know, like that story, from, like from us, like mm-hmm. we'll be talking about that story when we see that goal for years and years yep. and years. Like him, say like, going to the bat, like hitting the post in the third period and almost winning it. 
then seeing the coach way going to the bathroom saying like I just need one more shot. Yep. And gets what literally the next one shot he shot. took and yep. it went in the net. So it's just interesting. You know, like I said, it sucks for him. Filled an admiral, no points this year. Um but was always it would start off with kind of like the seventh guy pretty mm-hmm. much as it was. Uh, I heard Chris Kerber put it best on the way over here tonight, listening to this week in hockey on on one on one ESPN was um, Gunnarsson is one of those dudes who one day could be cheering from the top of the arena as a healthy scratch, and the next game he's on your top line, your top pairing, or anywhere in between. Well, it's kind of like the de facto partner for Alex Petrangelo for yeah. quite some time. Yes. And, I, you know, I – look, man, if I'm Gunnarsson, I, I, I get the desire to want to keep playing when you're a professional athlete. And I know that, you know, today's medical science is great. You know, they can rebuild everything. But, you know, you're 34 years old. I think your your best days are probably behind you. You've got your cup ring. Call it a day, man. Like, like just, you said, you can around St. Louis for sure. You can sign autographs and yeah. make, make, make a buck or two doing that for a while. I'm sh- I'll put it this way. I'm sure – if Gunnarsson wants to work, there is a job somewhere in the organization for him. And I'm and honestly, depending on what happens in the offseason, obviously it's a huge if. If the rumors are true and they're going to more than likely trade Vince Dunn, because it makes sense because you'll probably lose him in the expansion draft. Yeah. So you trade Vince Dunn, and um, they still have his backlog of guys. Let's say like Perunovic, they know is not going to be ready. Mm-hmm. Let's just say. If you throw Gunnarsson to say, "Hey, we'll give you one year, like league, let's say eight hundred fifty thousand or something like that, or nine hundred thousand, like okay, I wouldn't be opposed to him being no, like the extra I guy. Either. I mean, but it, it's up to, but like you said him if he can be that guy, and he, I think he's been that guy for at least the last couple of years. He's been the I guy agree. who can be in the seven years with the Blues. Did you yeah. realize it was been that long? I didn't. That's in, seven years on that trade, man. Where that I know where I was at when you know where that we were. We were actually together when that trade came down. It was, a, really? it was a dude Olympics. It was the mini golf was portion. It? Yeah. It was yeah. That morning. We were on our way to breakfast that morning listening yeah, to the draft. Yeah, that's right. Weird how I remember this, and this just literally just came to me as we were talking. It was that day, and somebody can fact check me on and say they would like, but the Blues drafted Ivan Barbashev. Yep. Because we were listening in the car, and I'm like, yep. I heard that Barbashev guy is really good. He fell out of the first round, so the Blues are in the I remember upper part day. of the second, so maybe they can sneak in and get him. And they got him in the upper part of the second. And then as we got to so – we'll do a sidebar real quick before I get into the rest of the story. Before things hit, Chris and a couple of our other friends, we did a day called Do Olympics where we did a bunch of stuff around this thing. We did something – we did mini golf. And then we did, like, stuff at uh, Dave & Buster's. And we yeah. do stuff like – We do, like, uh, uh, cornhole so- and the ladder ball game. Yeah. And sauce toss, uh, horse. I think we did too. Yep. Yeah. And board games. Yeah. And then and the board games, games at night was always like the board game at night after. Yeah. We always picked the hottest day of the year too. Apparently, always. It was never a cool day. It was always 140 in the shade. Yeah. So, anyway, so was there, that's what I when I say dude, dude Olympics. That's what I talk about. So anyway, or bro Olympics. Bro Olympics. Way. Yeah. We we rotated <laughs> rotate the name back and forth. So it was during that day, and then that yeah. that trade came down literally as we were getting to the mini golf place. Yeah. Because we went to breakfast somewhere in South County. Yeah. Yeah. And then we did that. So, I mean, I trade and I was like, I don't hate it because it was Roman Polak and um, for Carl Gunnarsson yep. and a fourth round pick, which turned into current Blues player. Oh, I should know this and I don't. 
Uh, I'm lost. Ville Husso. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Roman Pollock turned the two current blues. Or so. All right. Well, that's a good trade. The trade worked out. So, hopefully, for his sake, if it, if he's accomplished a lot in his career. Yep. If he wants to, I'm sure if the I'm sure if the Blues could either a find something for him in the organization, or b depending on what they feel about their prospect wise, because you got Jake Wallman, you got Nico right. Mikola, you got Scandella, Peronovic, Krug. I mean, that's already right. on the left side. That's a lot of guys. That so, is a lot. So, uh, you know, might not be a spot for him, unfortunately. So, a lot of injuries, unfortunately, on the Blues part. And it'd be nice if the Blues could have some time to get those injuries. And they just might have a little bit of time. Fingers crossed. With the news that just came out today. Unfortunately, it sounds weird saying that. So we talk about, we're going to talk about the San Jose games in a second here. Um, but the Blues are supposed to be a one-game road trip because they shuffled a lot of games around. Mm-hmm. So instead of making it back-to-back games, the Blues only are playing one game this weekend. And it was a 9.30 game on Saturday. Um, that's still on the books right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of... Uh, Today, unfortunately, a Sharks player was died, had COVID, so they shut down practice and canceled tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll uh, see. For the Blues' sake, it'd be nice to get it rescheduled because all these injuries are happening now. If the Blues can tread water, that's the best you can hope for right now is to get, I say, play 500 hockey, maybe a yeah. little above, until you can get everybody back and then – Hit it at full speed, sneak into the playoffs, and then go from there. Like at this point, just get into the playoffs. You don't need to finish first, second, or whatever. Just be in the top four. He's getting top four, which should not be a problem. Yeah, LA, should LA be. LA is on a roll right now. Has won five in a row. Yep, uh, going to tonight's game, which we'll start in a little bit here. Excuse me. And uh, Minnesota's been okay. Anaheim is not great. Nope. Uh, so. But Vegas is playing well. Colorado's been up and down. They've looked they really have. well. And well, Colorado's looked. had their fair share of injuries as well. Brandon Saad is out tonight. I just read. Yep. So they've had their fair share. And, and also inconsistencies. I think they're learning to deal with high expectations, just like how the Blues had to. So we're going to get into a couple of games from the past weeks. So the Blues played the uh, San Jose Sharks at, right after the whole uh, series with the Arizona Coyotes. So finally – they get to play a different team after have not playing a different team since the beginning of February. Since Groundhog's Day, they did not play a new team. And they finally get to play a new team on February 18th. So literally 17 days after starting their, I guess, epic rivalry with the Arizona Coyotes, they finally get to play the San Jose Sharks. Um, so early on, excuse me, Mike Hoffman gets a goal on the power play. And gets a goal here on the power play from Oscar Sundquist and David Prawn at the 6-12 mark. Unfortunately, the Blues couldn't hold the lead here in the second period. And Noah Gregor gets his 30-year from Milok and Gambrell at the 8-27 mark of the second period. And once again, not even six minutes later, unfortunately, John Leonard gets his second in as many games from Donato and Marlowe. So... A lot of turnovers here in the Blues end. A lot of inconsistent play on the defensive side with a lot of defensemen being hurt and different defensive pairs. The only real pair that's really kind of staying together right now is Justin Falk and uh, Tory Krug. And they've seen those slowly getting some chemistry down. I think I think Falk is playing really well. I think Krug is kind of coming along, and it seems like he's starting to take more responsibility. I think 
when Gunnarsson went down, he played a lot of minutes, and I think uh, Tori Krug is up going to be up for the challenge to be more relied on, not only at the offensive end, but me more relied on the defensive side as well and be a leader on the back end along with Justin Falk. So the Blues didn't really have a great second like they had in a long time now. And pretty much continued that way into the third period, and they finally started getting some pressure late in the third. So late in the third, the Blues pull the goalie, and for some reason they've this has happened quite a bit this year. They had the one game where they had – three goals with the six on five and made it close and they were down uh, three to nothing and they made it three to one and three to two and then four to two and then they made it four to three and barely lost that game. So they, they, somehow they're really working the six on five. The regular power play has been struggling, only ranked in the lower half of the year. The highest they've gotten it is 26. Um, the penalty kill is slowly working their way up. I, I think, excuse me, the reverse of that. The, penalty, the power play is 28th and the penalty kill is 26th now. Slowly working their way up on the penalty kill. It seems like they have some good games, and then they have a power play goal against, and they move from there. But luckily, near the end of the game, after a lot of pressure, uh, Mike Hoffman has a ton of shots here. Finally gets one that uh, Martin Jones gets a piece of, but Braden Chen is on doorstep and bangs it home to tie the game with 40 seconds left. His eighth of the year from Hoffman and Perron, and Braden Chen ties it late in the game. The one thing that I've noticed this year is we finally learned how to score with the goalie pulled. So it's nice that they finally getting that. It's weird, but the power play doesn't work. So it's kind of weird. No, how, not at all. Yeah. So it's weird how like that works and the power play doesn't work. So I don't know. It's weird. But and you're yeah. right. It's it's nice to see Mike Hoffman finally starting to like come into his own a little bit. He's firing the puck finally. I think before yes. he was very much deferring and maybe just you know try not to be like. Selfish, but, but guess what? We're paying you to be selfish, so just start unloading the well, bug as much as you can. You know, I, I think that they were trying and hoping that there would be chemistry between him and uh, and Robert Thomas, and it just seemed like those two could not get on the same page, whereas, you know, he seems to be comfortable with, with, his, with his line mates right now. And you're right, like, he's just firing the puck, and that's the biggest difference that I'm seeing. Yeah, it's weird. So with Braden Chen, he seems to be kind of yep. finding his way slowly. So we'll, I think that's good. Uh, so luckily, overtime happens, and it's very much back. It was kind of back and it was back and forth with the Blues putting more pressure on than I think more of the San Jose got pressure on because the Blues were doing a little bit of gambling and turned the puck over. San Jose is very much like we're going to wait until over until overtime's over and go for shootouts. We're better at that, and they've been proving that this year. If they want more shootouts than any other team in the league. But luckily for us, David Perron with a one minute left slides a puck underneath Martin Jones for a sixth of the year from Krug and Bennington, who got the puck to Krug, who got it up, made a Krug, who made a beautiful pass from the just inside the red line to Perron streaking over the San Jose blue line and gets the overtime goal. And that is a power play goal on top of that. So. Blues sneak one away, get two points after struggling against Arizona in the last couple of games. They get the two points. I'll take it. Keep that momentum and maybe that last, you know, the last part of the third period in overtime, I think the Blues played very well. So it's like yes. keep doing that. I think successful. So you get to play San Jose again. San Jose is in town, a little two-game series here. Didn't start out great in a – and I saw people, and we'll talk about this as this game goes along. Evander Kane gets his fifth from LeBanc at 724. Logan Couture gets his eighth from LeBanc at 1010. Mind you, people were getting pissed at Bennington here. 
the Logan Couture goal, if you remember, remember it hit. It looked like it hit more of the glass than it was an odd angle. It looked like it hit a pane of glass and took a weird bounce and went right to a San Jose player. And mm-hmm. then Couture was there with the little tip in right in front. <sighs> and in and, and Vander Kane was a turnover by everybody's the new ferret whipping boy, which I'll show you the quote that somebody said online, which I'll, I thought was funny. But uh, Zach, Zach Sanford. Sanford gets the turnover just inside the blue line and. Vanna King is the goal. Yep. The funny thing was, somebody said like, somebody said Zach Sanford makes Patrick Bergeron look like Tony Twist at this point. Oh, which that's uh, interesting. Me being a Patrick Bergeron fan, I was like, oh well, that's uh, that's not good because I know I know I'm not I'm not like blind. I know that he wasn't super strong in the puck sometimes, but at the same time, I thought he was a lot. He's a very good player. So. Well, I know I know. Speaking of uh, Twitter, I, I think it was Luke Horak again made the comment, I think, after this game that he was like, if there wasn't injuries, I don't know how uh, Zach Sanford would make this lineup. Yeah. yeah. Which, who knows when they get everybody back, man. You get Jane Schwartz back. You get Vladimir Tarasenko back. Yep. And people – and then you get, like, somebody like Barbashev back, you know, because Barbashev can play PK yes, can. and stuff. And so – Blues not looking great. So early in the second, this is where I kind of got mad. And Rudolph's Balsers, sure, sure. It's first of the year from Tomas Hurtle, Ninja Hurtle, at uh, a three nothing <sighs> lead. Blues start to slowly climb back to it. Braden Shen gets his ninth from Cairo and Hoffman at four forty five. This is all against Devin Dubnik, who is playing for Correct. the. Uh, mind you, right now the Blues seem like they're only going to play Villahuso on back to backs. It looks like, mm-hmm. with the Blues having a decent amount of games spread out, they're able to kind of let Jordan Minton do his thing. And I think that's a good move. So Patrick Marlowe gets his first of the year. Of course he does. From <laughs> uh, Evander Kane at seven, his seventh of the assist of the year at eight eighteen mark. The Blues make a little comeback here. So we the much talked about Zach Sanford gets his third of the year from Krug and Shen. A little tip from the point off a of Krug shot. Ryan O'Reilly bangs it home at after on a delayed penalty call at the fifteen thirty mark. And Jordan Cairo it streaks in and gets a goal at the fort at the eighteen forty one mark in the Blues. Tie it up and have the comeback. Four goals in the second period. Great. I mean, we've seen this before. They did them when they had this comeback against uh, San Jose in the playoffs during the yep. infamous hand pass game. And unfortunately, just like that, minus the hand pass, the Blues do lose this one. The third Correct. period, Logan Couture gets an unassisted goal uh, about halfway through at the 1151 mark. Blues once again try pulling the goalie. You just can't. You just get pressure there, and they don't uh, do well, and they lose. So, just to note, they were in their Heritage jerseys there, so they do lose another jersey besides the red one. So, just to give everybody a heads up on that one. So, one more game to go over to before we get in, we start to get into uh, one more subject I want to get into. But, they've hit the LA Kings. So, the Kings, the Blues split last time 1-1. One one. I thought they easily could have won both games early on in the season. But, they're playing them now. So, let's see. You're going to play the Kings. Kings winners of four in a row. Jonathan Quick playing very well, and yes. he played very well in this game. And one of the reasons why the Blues were shut out. Mm-hmm. So 3-0 loss. It will goal in every period from Glay, uh, Gabriel Velarde. Uh, Dustin Brown in the second off the move in the corner, which got a lot of love for some reason on NHL.com, which was weird. Uh, Dustin Brown has 10 goals, leading the West right now in goals. Never would have thought that. So, leading by example and trying to get the Kings into a playoff hunt. So, right now, have five in a row. they starting to creep back into it slowly but surely. So, somebody to watch out for. 
once again, unfortunately, with all the injuries, you're going to rely on your goaltender quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Bennington with another, I think, pretty strong game, 28 saves. He gave up one goal. Yeah, dust two, Dustin Brown, well, the wraparound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, a lot of them were, and that one was a blatant turnover. Once again, like a lot of turnover goals here, and it's very frustrating mm-hmm. that if they were just playing consistently, you would see a lot closer game. And I like, agree. And you got to play was like remember, remember this quite well, Ken Hitchcock hockey, where you got to like just lock it down and hopefully get something on a counter attack, or you just get it like kind of a goal on a power play, right? You just kind of got to lock them down. Because when you're playing shorthanded, you just really can't take too many chances. No. you got to take care of your end first before kind of doing a counterattack. So. I think that's part of the problem this team is having right now is that they're so used to being a high-octane and, and very talented team, especially up front, that when you don't have that full arsenal and full complement of forwards that you're used to, it's hard to break out of the scheme that's been working for you. And you're right. You know, you have to change your style of hockey based on the available personnel. And it seems like the blues are still trying to play an up and down style of hockey. And they don't have the players to do that on four lines right now. Yeah. So hopefully they can, like I said, the San Jose game coming up as part of me is like, if somebody has COVID, unfortunately that sucks. I'd rather the Blues get stay home instead of traveling for one game and coming yeah, back. I agree. Because they have a home game on March 1st. Yep. So it would be nice just to not even go anywhere. Then you have basically from Wednesday till Monday. To chill out. Chill out. And then hopefully that gives you a chance where maybe one of these guys gets a skate later on and feels good enough to come in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a Vladimir Tarasenko. Maybe miraculously it's somebody like Jaden Schwartz or something right. like that. Or maybe even Colton Preco. I don't think Tyler Bozak is – I am not kind of on Tyler Bozak the rest of the year. And that's just not being not that's me not being grim about it. It's just yeah, no, I get it. You just don't know. You I don't. Mean, you, you yeah. I mean, one like you said, you can be feeling fine. Well, like David Perron talked about it many times, where there's some days where he felt fine and he's ready to go back on the ice, and then he tries the exercise bike, and then he goes on a tailspin and it feels twice as worse. Yeah. And then has to start the process all over again. And he said that's why he was very depressed for all that time because he couldn't play hockey, couldn't do anything. That's probably the worst part, I would imagine. It's just like the, yeah, you, you don't know. You can't, like, you literally can't look at You're not supposed to look at it like a TV, your phone, anything with bright lights. Right. Was low, like all this stuff, and they tell you not to do certain things. And uh, some people, they say not even to, like, drive and stuff or even right. go outside in the sun, like, for a long period of time due to how bright it is, depending how bad the symptoms sure. you're having. So, um, yeah, it's it sucks. So I'm just not expecting him. I'm, hope, I'm hoping Schwartz or Pareko just because we don't know the extent of the injuries there. Right. And then after that, I say, unfortunately, the next closest person looking at is Vladimir Tarasenko. Agreed. So, sucks there. So, we got the Kings game coming up here. And then we talked about the San Jose game. And then they are back to playing uh, – uh, excuse me. They'll be playing <clears throat> back at home. And still playing a bunch of the West Coast teams, like obviously like they have been, just a lot of the California mm-hmm. teams. So, it's just, like I said, it's just one of those things where you're just going to have to, like, buckle down. Ride the wave. And just hopefully you get time for the Blues to uh, heal up. Well, I think you said it best earlier in the podcast, which is I think the best thing you can hope for right now is just just play 500 hockey. You know, tread water. And, and, you know, unfortunately the Blues did not take advantage of all these games that they played that the the teams below them did not. That's going to, you know, as that starts to even out, you know, thankfully, a lot of those teams are playing each other. You know, you're seeing 
Colorado and Vegas play each other quite a bit, so that helps. You have to hope that those guys swap wins. Um, and just play 500 hockey until you get players back. And the Blues, for some weird reason, not weird reason, but they seems when they play the really good teams, they always seem to like come out with like Vegas. We've still like haven't lost a game during regulation. The Blues have always been a team as long and as the, I and follow then the lower them. teams. Like I seem to like, yep, be okay. Like the Anaheim is series was the only one you can take out of the equation where they didn't play down. They like dominated both yeah. those games and made those games look very easy. They have as long as I followed this team, the Blues have always been a team that that seems to play to their opposition, be it good or bad, um, and that sucks. Because you just want consistency. And this is a team that, that could and should hang with every team that they play. Yeah, because they have the the veteran guys who I think I say know better. Like you yep. have the guys like O'Reilly and Shen and Perron that are out there. The core of this hustling. team won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, and the hustling and stuff. Like, do you see Perron, like, while well, I think he hasn't been super effective the last couple of games, but I see him at least trying to yeah. score the overtime winner. But some games he's just. Hasn't been effective because he's, he's trying to do too much sometimes, I think. That's I a, think Ryan O'Reilly's doing the same thing. I think it's just everybody's trying to do too much because they're feeling the pressure. Like, yes. okay, we're the guys now because everybody's out and I have yep. to do something. Yep. And I think that's – you got to let some, – sometimes you got to let the younger guys do their thing. Yeah. Luckily, Jordan Cairo has been stepping up to the plate. Uh, yes. He talked about uh, – the other day I heard an interview, I believe, on 101 ESPN, and he was saying during the uh, playoffs last year and when he was – talking to Craig Brube had like a little heart to heart meeting like what Brube told him what he wants out of him yeah and he started applying and I think it finally clicked some guys it just doesn't you know some guys it clicks some, some guys, guys it does some guys it doesn't so finally clicked for him and I think that's he went to training this year and was ready for the challenge and then he put it on 10 pounds of muscle and yep. and you can tell because the guy looks like a completely different player yes, and impact top six forward which is Agreed. what we all wanted like I said I dogged on the guy before the season started and said we need to see something out of him and guess what Play, playing great. 17 points in 18 games. So, Meanwhile, Tage Thompson is not ooh, doing man. good. Even the all. Buffalo Riders were just like, like, how is this guy in the NHL? Like, that's the one the Buffalo Riders. And I'm just like, ooh, man. That's- my, my friend who's a, a Buffalo native and a huge Sabres fan tweeted it last week. Like, who even thought that this guy was draft worthy? And she replied, hey, shut up. We thought he had potential. <laughs> yeah, and then, hey, it worked out. But I read the replies off the the Buffalo Riders when people were yeah. talking about, like, and they were basically saying the guy has the physical skills to be an NHL guy, an NHL-type player, but his hockey IQ is zero. Like, once he gets the puck, he doesn't know what to do. Which is insane because when you watched him in that World Junior Tournament, and even when he was with the Blues, like – he wasn't awful. Yeah. He he had shifts where he looked great. I mean, obviously, he was a rookie, and there were times where he looked lost, but there were also times where, where he was really, really good. So you hate to see him struggling as mightily as he is in a franchise where, to be quite honest, he should be a top-six guy. Yeah, and also the franchise that is looking for something. like perpetually I mean, you've got Jack Eichel. Who wants out now. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you you know at this point you're not going to resign Taylor Hall because he's not going to stick around for this. Yeah, I mean, the guy, you gave him a no, I believe, a no trade clause. Yeah. So, I mean, he can control where he goes, but at the same time, it's like you got a guy who's like, oh, my stock didn't go up at all signing with Jack Eichel, so I will go uh-uh. somewhere else. I see him going home to Calgary, mm-hmm. by the way. So that's just I don't, I, yeah, I think you're right. So. I mean, 
Yeah, it's a shame because, you know, I, I, I don't wish any player in this league bad, but, you know, you look at how Cairo is his stock is rising and his game is taking off, and then Tage Thompson, who, you know, they were both prospects at the same time, ain't putting it together. Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough. So, uh, so unfortunately, like you can officially, I think we can put the official cap on that one. Say the Blues won that trade, no matter. I what think you the say. Blues won the trade that first year when we raised the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think we pretty much said that then. I'm pretty much putting the stamp of approval on yeah. it now, just to make it official. So, on to our uh, big announcement that we talked about. So. Uh, after uh, some conversations, and we decided to go ahead and join up with the, the Hockey Podcast Network. So uh, we're really excited to be with those guys yep. and with a, a lot of different hockey podcasts. So go check them out, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And uh, if you look on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet, that's their Twitter handle. Go ahead and follow them. Go ahead and check out, if you don't follow us, check out our Twitter. It's at BluesHockeyNHL. Mm-hmm. That will have a contest up. And then right now... With the Hockey Podcast Network, there is a little jersey giveaway. Yep. So if you retweet our, if you follow us, follow Hockey Podcast Network, retweet this, you have a chance to win a jersey. You just have, We have to get the most retweets of any of their other podcast. So go ahead and just try to be as many as we can. The contest will end soon. So the more people we get, better chance you have to win. We get, we, I don't know the current total that they have, but uh, hey, you want a free jersey? We can possibly get you one. So Truth. All it does is a little one follow buttons and a retweet. Very simple to enter, and hopefully you can win. So really excited to join up with those guys and look forward to a lot of different collaborations with a lot of different other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we've been looking to do for a while now and kind of expand out and just yep. talk to different people around other teams. As much as we do enjoy talking to a lot of the other blues podcasts that are around, uh, which is a lot now. Which there is boy, there are sure there are a lot. So it's uh, been quite the the landscape change over the years. So we're on episode about in the 180s now. So we're yeah. up there. We're up there in age. And uh, so it's interesting to see uh, a lot of different podcasts come out, which is great. So it's nice to see that uh, a lot more people enjoy talking about the blues and talking about hockey. So look forward to talk anyway. Hockey Podcast Network. Check them out. You'll see us doing a lot of different stuff with other podcasts. Look for, look for more content on the way. Possibly doing some different live streams. Hopefully yep. just we'll throw in some interviews here and there. We're going to work on doing some different stuff going forward. This year with hockey's a little weird, so we're going to be setting things up, and I think we got a good partnership in hand here. So. I do too. And on the interview front, trying to get my boy back on. So we're working on a lot of different things. So doing our best. Unfortunately, uh, the reason why we're kind of delayed on this podcast between the last one, uh, Chris, basically won't lost your voice, but you had like throat, chest oh, congestion. Dude. So Chris had trouble like basically like getting through without coughing, so I didn't yeah. want to like – Chris tried to tell him something, and then he's, you know, we're talking back and forth, and he's coughing up a storm. And then, unfortunately, right after that, I started getting, uh, my daughter got sick, which caused me to get a slight cold as well. So once Chris was feeling better, then I got a cold. So we just, I didn't want to, like, have either Chris coughing or me sniffling into the microphone. Yeah, that's not good radio. So we figured we'd just uh, shut her down for a little bit. We shut the studio down for a little bit, and then uh, sanitize the studio, and then uh, come back in and... Uh, record so we'll go ahead and wrap it up there so get ready for this blues against the kings game hopefully the blues can eke out a win so if you want to follow us on twitter like we talked about before it's at blues hockey nhl i'm at hossapalooza and don't forget to follow our friends at at the hockey podcast network it's hockey pod net on twitter so 
And also you got us on Instagram, Facebook. It's at Blues Hockey Podcast. And our website is blueshockeypodcast.net and .com. Um, we'll have links up to the Hockey Podcast Network. We'll work on – that'll be my job this weekend and getting the website redesigned a little bit and getting links up for Hockey Podcast Network. And you'll find us on their website, hockeypodcastnetwork.com, with all our links to where you can download our podcast. And those links include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Google Play, uh, Pocket Cast, and many other casts that are out there in the universe. So go ahead and do- subscribe to us on all those and leave a review if you can. Helps us out. Plus, we like reading them. They're fun. It's true. Yeah, we've had good ones. I think we'll say we're awesome. I have one guy that didn't like my voice that much. <laughs> yeah, I remember so that one. That was good. No, was, I like constructive criticism. I don't know if I can change the sound of my voice. No, probably not. So that's uh, something Let's I... Let's get you a voice box. Yeah, Make I you sound like Roger Troutman from Zap. I'm sure I can get it. I'll look at that reference because I think it's above, it's above my head. I'll be that, honest. That, well, it's a little young for that one. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a little, little beyond my... Little you know the robot me. voice in California love? Yeah. That's Roger Trout. Okay, let's see. That got me there then. So, okay, we're good now. So, there. I just had to get around to something that I can equate it with. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So, anyway, leave us a review. We love to read them. So, uh, we'll come to you soon and we'll have a... Uh, Hopefully some fun content coming up with us mm-hmm. and the different podcasts at the Hockey Podcast Network. And I think I might be on a couple of our Blues podcasts coming up and working cool. on that too. So we'll, you might be seeing us around a bunch of different places soon. So thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya.